Well, good morning. We bless you in the name of Jesus. <clears throat> We're thrilled for those of you who's joined us by broadcast with Facebook. And um, so much has already happened in our service today. I wish you could have been here with us. We've already had church. Amen. But we're not leaving right now. <laughs> but here in just a little bit. Before, before we begin, uh, <clears throat> Elliot sent me some, uh, some data uh, every now and then. He, he gives me an update on, on uh, our broadcast and what we're doing. Uh, of course, if you're watching us now, you're watching us live on Facebook. But the majority of, of, what, uh, of who we reach is through uh, the audio format of, of SoundCloud. And uh, this is not an exhaustive list. This is just a few of them. So we want you to know that, that when we speak the word, you know, when I, when I first started on, uh, on doing uh, Facebook Live, I really did not want to do that. I, had, I really didn't. And so uh, Elliot kind of said, if you'll let me do it, he said, I'll get it all together. And I said, well, whatever. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't that thrilled with doing it. And, and for a lot of different reasons, because, you know, sometimes you're in a series and you can say something that the home folks know. But, you know, the folks who may be in another part of the world who are not in the church, they don't know what you're saying. So you got to stop and explain all that. And, uh, you know, a lot of people when they used to go on, or, you know, they have a television ministry, those things are taped two or three months, usually two to six months ahead of time, which means it gave time for editing. So when we come to you live, you understand there's no edit in this. So there's a lot of times I'm like, ugh, edit, edit, edit real quick. And there's no, uh, there's no way to jerk back. You don't, you don't get no jerky backs. <laughs> but uh, I, uh, I was uh, going to tell Elliot at one time, I said, this, we're, we're not going to do this. We'll just do a SoundCloud or we'll go back to away. We'll just send, send it out that way, but we're not going to do live anymore. And that was uh, on a Monday, and I was going to tell him for Sunday. Well, that, that week I had three dreams. Now, I, I, don't, I, I do dream, but, I, but uh, I had three significant dreams. And uh, that week, now I don't know why. I mean, I'm, I'm, I listened to Brother Copeland and have through the years several times. But in that dreams, he was used three times. And uh, <clears throat> I don't remember where I was at, but it seemed like I was in a service where, where speaking was going to be involved. I don't know if I was speaking at all, but three times I felt someone tap me on the back right shoulder and I turned around and it was Brother Copeland, which, you know, that would kind of astonish you if that happened. <clears throat> and I've been as close to him as this podium. And he's a little bitty fellow. Te television makes him look a little bit taller, but he's, he's about 5'3", five, 5'4", five, if he gets on his tiptoes. <clears throat> but that's a lot of power packed in that little small frame. And he said... Uh, he tapped me, he says, don't, don't look for ways not to get the word out. Look for ways to get the word out further. Well, <clears throat> some of us are a little slow to get it. So two days later, I had almost the same dream, and I was in another room. And I said, you know, I'm just going gonna, gonna to get the word out, but I'm just going to do it. We're going to edit it, then we're going to send it out, audio. Not going to do any more visual, just right on the moment stuff. Had another dream, and guess who it was tapping on my right shoulder? He said, I tell you, don't look for ways not to get the word out. Look for ways and avenues to get the word out further. Well, so I started paying a little attention, and I thought, well, where's, where's, what's all the different ways we can do this audio with the audio? 
<laughs> well, on, uh, on Saturday night, and I'm going to tell Elliot on Sunday, let's just don't do Facebook. You know, this is, this is over, over a year ago. He said, um, I have a dream. Guess who it is on my right shoulder? Give you, give you one guess. Anybody know? Brother Copeland. He said, I tell you one more time, do not look, do not look to stop what you're doing. Um, he says, let them have a, a voice and a face. He said, the day will come when your voice will go to far and distant lands that your feet will never travel. So we've been doing this for a couple of years and, and uh, uh, this is just a, a few of the countries uh, where our, our voice obviously are, are you know, the, these are people who not, you know, Facebook, you can watch for three seconds and come out. Those are like I call hit and run. And so some people go look and see how many views they got. That don't really mean a whole lot because they can just kind of like, yeah, we'll see you. They're, they're, they're just, you know, like with your remote control on TV, you're looking for something. But, but, but the audio is the people who are looking for a subject. They find you and the, these are not hit and runs. These are people who take it and they download it, the whole series of the whole message. So uh, <clears throat> United States is our, of course, our largest audience. And uh, I'm not saying these are up to date. Uh, Y'all know how many people is here today, roughly. But the United States, uh, he gave me this last week or two weeks ago, we reached 38.1 38, thousand people. Australia came in about 6,000. Um, anyone ever been to Australia? I hadn't either. Well, actually I have now. So we bless you, Australia and the United States and all these nations. Canada, uh, 4,080. South Africa, 2,852. The United Kingdom, 2,307. So they're rather fancy. They, they fancy some things that happened here. That's where Wynn is from, the United Kingdom, Wynn Goss. Uh, New Zealand, 1446. Singapore, we're in Singapore. It's because they want to hear me sing. <laughs> Singapore, 1380. Norway, 1200. And, uh, Nigeria. You know, ever have ever been to Nigeria? Well, now you have. The, the Netherlands. And uh, there's about, uh, let me give you more. So we're, we're, we're preaching in Germany uh, by the hundreds. We're in the, in the hundreds in Philippines. We're in Slovakia. Everyone ever been to Slovakia? Are y'all waiting for this thing to open up so you can travel there on vacation? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going there this week. Amen. We're going to be in Sweden today, Italy today, India today, Spain today, Ireland today, Ghana today, in the Russian Federation and about 30 other nations. So listen up. Amen. Well, I appreciate Brother Matt, uh, Pastor Matt coming in last Sunday. and uh, Huh? What was a good word? I got to listen to it about God's nature. And uh, really good. And uh, we were in uh, Chelsea with, with Pastor Webb and uh, Miss Phyllis there. And that was a blessing that we got to come and, and uh, speak to their people. It was a great time to be with them. It was kind of interesting at the end. Pastor Webb said, well, I asked the Lord. He says, because uh, like Matt said, uh, last Sunday was her birthday. And uh, 
and they knew it, and this turned out to be, it was the Webb's 48th anniversary the same day. So Barbara made us a big carrot cake, and I've tried, uh, and I, was, I said, I will not run my finger across it before I get it there, and, and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and I didn't. I, I, I held strong. So uh, we stayed ministered there, and he asked me, will we come back and, uh, again sometime soon? So it was a good time. So at the end, he says, well, the Lord said not to receive you an offering. And I already told him, don't do it anyway. He said, we're going to give you uh, an honorarium, but we're going to receive an offering. For, he said, take an offering for your wife uh, for her birthday. So she sat there and did nothing but look pretty. And, 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 I, and I did all the work. <laughs> <laughs> Pastor Busby used to <laughs> have an illustration about that and uh, who was it? He's talking about Sonny Liston. Is that what was his name? The boxer and Muhammad Ali. So they would they would win, you know, <clears throat> the medal or whatever, and then they, they would the wife would come up to congratulate him, and then they hand him, you know, uh, this big check. And so they 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 took the check and then they hand it to their wife, and she went down there with the money. <laughs> and Pastor Bud, you said you said they said Muhammad was a a conqueror, but his wife took the check. She's more than a conqueror. <laughs> she didn't even have to fight it. In other words, what he's saying is <laughs> Jesus took your place and he took your fight. <laughs> uh, he paid your price, but you got all the credit. So you're more than a conqueror. Amen. Psalms 24 says this. Psalms 24, 1 says this. It says, the earth is the Lord's and all of his fullness, the world and those who dwell therein. God wanted a place God loves the earth. Amen. And when, we, and when we go in the marriage supper of the Lamb and after the rapture takes place, we're going to come back down to earth. Then time will we'll be here for the millennium reign for a thousand years. So what you're doing right now for God and in the kingdom, you're actually writing your resume for what you'll do for a thousand years. So if you're not, if you're not doing anything, and I'm speaking to many countries, you need to get busy. <clears throat> Whatever you're called to do, Get involved and do it because you, you truly are. When you, when you go to the marriage supper of the Lamb, we're also going to go to the Bema seat of Christ, which is the reward seat. It's not the judgment. It is the judgment, but it's a, it's a judgment of rewards for you. It's not a judgment of sins. Jesus already dealt with your sins. When you, after you're born again, the blood washed you, you became the righteousness of God in heaven. God's never going to talk to you about your sin. Now, that's not what my grandmother told me. <laughs> that's how she kept me in line. Well, I didn't, wasn't always in line, but that's how she tried to keep me in line. So you're going to go there and be rewarded for all the, all the good things that you've done with the proper motive. So if you do things without the proper motive, he said that'll be like wood, hay, and stubble, and it'll be just like a big fire. And like Joe Morris always talks about the end times. He says, he said, I hope you don't have this big pile of works that you did that wasn't with the right motivation. And all of a sudden, and, and all your works is, and he says, and it singes your eyebrows. <laughs> so, it's got, so it's good works done with the right motive. And so um, we're going to do that. And then we're going to be a thousand years on ruling and reigning in the millennium reign. And uh, you, you'll be appointed a position by the Lord Jesus Christ himself, he will rule and reign this earth for, uh, in Jerusalem. And uh, he, will, he will be the El Presidente. <laughs> There'll be the more political stuff going on. 
There won't be all you on the left or you on the right. Everyone will understand their gender. <laughs> There'll be no confusion about that. <clears throat> You'll know what bathroom to walk into. <laughs> Actually, you can walk through walls. But anyway, you won't walk in the wrong wall. <laughs> Amen. So if you're not going to do anything, the Lord may just, he, he, he may have you run a weed eater for a thousand years. <clears throat> so if you don't want to go on beep, 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 beep for a thousand years, you ought, you, you ought to do something that has kingdom, kingdom, uh, eternity that goes into the eternity because everything's about the kingdom. Everything's about the kingdom. And we're going to talk about that in just a few minutes this morning. So the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The world and those who dwell therein. That's Psalms 24.1. And God is the supreme ruler of the universe. Now he rules and reigns the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. But he does it, as you know, through the body. And you are his body. So <clears throat> the most powerful entity that God has on the earth. The most powerful entity. Y'all do believe the word, don't you? The most powerful entity God has on the earth is you. Not the fivefold office, you. You are, you are dynamite on the earth. That's what James 5, uh, James 5 says. He says, if the righteous pray, it makes, it makes tremendous power available. The Amplifier says dynamic in its working. So when you, the righteousness of God, begins to pray, all the earth listens, stands at attention because the righteous one is speaking. You are here as an ambassador of Christ. You are here in his stead as if he was here. And Jesus said, whatever you do in my name, he said, I will confirm my word. See, he is, he is the word and his word is truth. He didn't say, I'll confirm everything you say. He said, I will confirm my word that is truth. So stay with the word. Stay with the word. I, I don't want to go to a church. I don't care how many of the guys. I don't care what the programs are. I don't care if they have the best thing in the world. I don't care if they have the smoke machine and the glory lights. I don't care if they have people in the, in the park lot going to hand you a Chick-fil-A biscuit before you get in and a coffee. Oh, that's wonderful. I mean, I might ride by there and make them think I'm going in, eat the biscuit and leave. But anyway, just, <laughs> but I, I, I don't need someone to be a psychologist for me. I need the word. I don't need psychology. You know, people just want truth. And, and the fivefold ministry needs to know that pe the people in the seats are smarter than they think they are. Because you're, you're, you're living the real life. And you're looking for, for real answers for yourself and for your life and for your family and for your children. And you're, you're saying, what, what am I here for? Well, the fivefold ministry is called to equip you for the ministry that you're called to. I won't turn there, but y'all know those scriptures, right? So <clears throat> the apostle and the prophet and the pastor and the teacher uh, and the whole fivefold office, they're supposed to equip the body because the body is supposed to be doing the work of the ministry. Not, 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 not all the fivefold do the work of the ministry. The body's supposed to do it. Amen. So you don't need me to go to the hospital for you. I mean, not, not that I wouldn't, but you don't need me to go do all this for you because you have the power. You have his name. Jesus said... Go preach this in my name. And he says, he talked about believers and I will confirm the I will confirm your word, the believer, and I'll do it with signs following. Amen. That's what he said. 
Now, I, I didn't write that. He did. So if you don't believe it, you just take it up with him. Amen. If I was you, I'd leave that alone. Hallelujah. So the kingdom of God is, is not the same thing as the church. <clears throat> Jesus spoke of the kingdom of God more than a hundred times. And in contrast, he referred to the church only two times. You say, is the church not important? No, the church is vitally important. But we have, we, have to, we have to understand the big picture of this is not church or come sitting in the church or come sitting in a chair and doing your, your weekly duty. You need to understand that I, I, am, I am the church. I am the agency of the kingdom. He rules and reigns through you. So, the, so once again, the kingdom is talked about a hundred times, uh, but the church is only mentioned two times. Following his crucifixion and his resurrection, uh, he remained on earth for about 40 days, the scripture says, before he ascended back into heaven. Now, what did Jesus do during the time while he was here 40, for 40 days? Well, we know that he appeared several times to his disciples. And uh, we could spend a lot of time there, but, we don't, but that's not really our lesson for today. But he appeared to them. Everything he talked to them about for the 40 days before he ascended where he is now on the right hand of the Father, he was talking to them about kingdom talk. Kingdom is the big idea. Amen. So let's get, let's get the big idea. And so he instructed his disciples. Acts 1, 3 says in the Passion Translation, it said, after the suffering of his cross, Jesus appeared alive many times in the same apostles over a 40-day period. Jesus proved to them with many convincing signs that he had been resurrected during, the, the, during these encounters. He taught them truths of God's kingdom realm, and then he shared meals with them. So every time he appeared to them, he's, he's teaching them truths about the kingdom of God. And it says, and then he shared meals with them. Well, so they fellowship together. Uh, so here's some facts. We know Jesus is the son of God, is he not? He was also fully God and he's fully man. Fully God and fully man. And after the, he successfully finished his mission on earth, God the Father established him, Jesus Christ, he's ruler of the world. Amen. Not the president here. Not, not the authorities in your nation. Jesus is king. <clears throat> when we're here in the millennium, uh, the scripture, we talked about this several weeks ago when we were studying on the end times. We, the body of Christ, will go to Jerusalem where Jesus will minister to the entire body once a year. You'll get so much of him that you won't have to come back for a year. We, I don't know if you remember, we covered all that, but once a year we'll go, we will go. It won't, you won't be thinking, do y'all want to go? No, no, you'll, you'll be going. <laughs> and you'll want to go, but it'll be so good, it'll last you for a whole year. Wow. So you'll, you'll hear Jesus himself preach once a year for a thousand years. So you'll hear a thousand of Jesus sermons. Wow. Amen. Wow. Now what's, what's that going to be like? 
when the word opens the word. <laughs> and the bread of life gives you bread. Wow. We got some great days ahead of us. Now, the other side of that is you could be in hell at this time. But y'all look like a smart bunch. <laughs> Amen. And so the kingdom of God um, is, uh, well, Revelation uh, 11, 5, or 11, 15 says this. It says, the kingdom, dominion, ruler of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord. And his Christ will reign forever and ever. We'll give you the idea of the kingdom of God ruling and reigning. This is it's God's mandate. And so Jesus said in, in Matthew 28, he's 18, he says, Jesus came and spoke with them, saying, all power. This is after his resurrection. He had power, but he had ultimate power after he was raised from the dead. He had more power after he was raised from the dead than before he was raised. He had to, he had to defeat Satan as a man. Not as God. Now, he, he's fully God, but he's fully man. But Jesus had to come as a man, be anointed of the Holy Ghost. Otherwise, there's no need for him to say, do as I do, as you are, so am I. The same works I do, you'll do, if we don't have what he had. Can you all see that? So when he says, do what I, you'll do the same works that I do, and then you'll do greater works. He was saying, you mankind filled with the Holy Ghost, will do the same thing I did because that's how I did it. He had to be anointed of the Holy Ghost. He, had, he came to the earth, stripped himself of all deity, became an infant, had to be raised. And we don't see much after that until he was you know, very young. We see little glimpses at age 12, you know, where he's traveling with his parents and he start, he's already into the scriptures. And they, they lost him for a few days and had to come back and find him. And they said, what were you doing? He said, Mom, Dad, don't you, don't you know I'm about my father's business? So he's, he's finding out who he is. At, at age 12, he knows who he is. So don't wait till you're 112 to find out who you are. He, Jesus was knowing some things at 12, and he was astounding. He was astounding the, the quote, religious leaders, which doesn't take a whole lot, to be honest with you. But anyway, he was astounding them. So at age 30, we see him come into his full ministry. Jesus never did a miracle, not one, not one miracle until he was anointed the Holy Ghost. Not one miracle until he was anointed the Holy Ghost. So <clears throat> you want the Holy Ghost in power. Now, if you're born again, you understand you have the Spirit. <clears throat> you, 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 can't be, you, you cannot be born again without the Spirit of God. And there's great confusion taught in this uh, in different denominations where they say, well, you know, <clears throat> I'm, I'm born again but I don't have that gift. Well, if you're born again, you, you, you have the Holy Ghost. He is a gift. But there is, an, there is an experience subsequent to salvation that's being filled with the Holy Ghost. And then you want to stay filled. You ever notice if you cut grass, it won't stay cut? <laughs> Wouldn't that be wonderful? <clears throat> how, many, how many of you ladies have noticed that the sink will keep on filling up with dishes that are dirty. I can't, how often I think about that, uh, Michelle, you know, six of us and four kids and all that, she's like, oh, I mean, it filled up in no time. And my mother gave us some great advice, didn't she? 
She just helped her feel better about it. Well, at least helped her get over it. She said, baby, just get over it. You're going to have dirty dishes the rest of your life. So just change your mind. And, and, and she did, and that helped her. So I've been throwing dirty things in there ever since then. <clears throat> Thank you, Mom. Praise the Lord. <laughs> well, anyway, praise the Lord. You know, I don't, I don't get by with everything. It's just, I got to go home with her after I say some of this stuff. So y'all pray for me. You and I are called to expand the kingdom. You and I are, not me, not the fivefold. You are an expander. You're, you, you are Holy Ghost elastic. You can stretch further than you are. I'm telling you, if, if you're not living on the edge with your faith in your life right now, if you're not living on, uh, I'm stealing this man, do you want me? Because last time I'll give him credit for it. Then I'll, then, I'll, then I'll be like I always said. If you're not living on the edge, it's because you're taking up too much room. Hmm? You, you ought to push the envelope. You're in the last days. The righteous are as bold as a lion. But the unrighteous, they just flee at nothing. Hallelujah. I wish those of you who are watching, those of you who hear about this, you could have been in the service this morning. If you could have saw what happened in the spirit room when we was praying this morning, you would have seen utter chaos in Satan's kingdom. Now, I've studied this extensively, but I'm going to tell you this. He has a very organized kingdom. Satan does. If you think it's some kind of haphazard thing that he just put together, that you're mistaken, you'll get yourself in trouble. He has a well-organized system. And we won't go into all that. But I'm telling you, when you go in there, we know this, that what we fight with is not how he fights. He fights in the realm of the senses, in the flesh. He has no access to the spirit realm. He's, he's fallen. He fell. He fell and you rose. The Bible says that we are far above, which means he's far below. You're far above all what? Principality, power, might, and dominion. So he's, he's below. He's below you. Amen. You're, you're not fighting the enemy to try to take something from him. See, we don't, we don't, we don't play this. We don't, we don't live this life not to lose. We play it to win. We're not trying to get a victory. We're coming from one. You say, well, my finances doesn't know that. My body doesn't know that. We'll inform them of what Jesus already did. Because I'm just telling you, Jesus thinks he's through. He's not going to do anything else about healing nobody. Nowhere in the Bible did he ever pray, Lord, if it be your will, heal someone. I don't care. I mean, we all grew up in that church. I did too. And mine was a Pentecostal church and we prayed. We just anoint people all. They left down grease like a grease pig at the <laughs> county fair. And very few people ever got healed because we were, put, we were tagging everything. With, if it's just, you can't find one time where Jesus ever prayed, Lord, if it's your will, heal them. And, and somebody listening to me right now, you're saying, well, I know he did. Well, bless your darling heart. Jesus prayed about the will of God in the Garden of Gethsemane the night before he was crucified or the night that began his crucifixion. It had nothing to do with sickness. 
E.W. Kenyon said you should never even waste your time praying about something that Jesus has already done. Now that took it to a new, to level. See, we're, see, we can have, oh, here we go. We can have knowledge of something, but we're not living in that knowledge. We're trying to access something that's already finished. I mean, when the dishes are washed and cleaned and put away, you're through. When, when Jesus went to the cross, he died, went to the grave, actually descended into the lower parts, hell for three days, paid our price until God was satisfied. Then God raised him up. That was the greatest opposition that, you know, that was ever encountered by the Father was the raising Jesus from the dead. It, it, it wasn't creation. Creation was amazing, but there was no resistance to it. But to raise Jesus from hell with the devil and all the demonic spirits or, or all the spirits that were there, demonic spirits, and God raised him up with all that opposition and brought him back to life. The Bible says now he, see, guess this, he who was dead is alive has the keys of hell, death, hell, and the grave, right? And the Bible says in Romans, he is the firstborn among many brethren. The scripture said that if they would have known what was going to happen and actually what took place, this is not just the Pharisees and the scribes and the Romans and all this. this that's just the ones who carried out Satan's plan. So really, I believe it's talking about Satan himself, the king of darkness. If they would never... If, if they would have known what they were doing, they would never have crucified him. Why? Because Jesus is the seed of God. And he said that seed has to grow in the ground and die. Now, let's take that back to farming. What happens when you put a seed in the ground, corn, tomatoes, okra, whatever, potato, and you put it in the ground? It germinates in the, in the what does it turn into? A very plant, a fruit, a vegetable of the very seed, right? right. Because, because the, the, uh, <clears throat> the dominion of that thing is in the seed. The capacity to expand whatever it is, if it's cucumbers and you plant uh, cucumber seeds, if you just plant one, do you get one cucumber for one seed? No, you get many. If you have one peach tree, one peach tree, um, you get 40 to 60 bushels, they say, off one tree from one seed. The Bible says that you are Christ's seed. Amen. Actually, it says you are, you are Christ in the earth. So what is Christ? <clears throat> it's the anointing of God and his anointing. So when the anointing got planted in the dirt and died, what came up was many Christ. And they said, if we'd have known that, we would never have killed him and let him, and let him be a seed. Because now we, we don't have one Jesus to deal with. We've got millions. Jesus causes so much havoc. You know, he said, for this purpose, the Son of God came to take what authority and destroy the works of the devil. That's just him. While he was raising up 
12 more than, you know, 70 more. So in three years, Jesus caused so much havoc on this planet that the, the, the enemy was just, you know, he was fuzzed up in his mind. He's like, what are we going to do with him? What are we going to do with him? What are we going to do with him? Yeah. And, then he, and then he taught his disciples the same thing, even while he was here. You know, it said to Peter and John, they said, they, they're, they're really unlearned. They're ignorant men. They said, but you can sure tell they've been with Jesus. I wonder if anyone ever said that about you. We sure can tell that you've been hanging out with Jesus. Where you been hanging, baby? See, we'll know. All you got to do is talk long enough. We know where you've been hanging out at. I can tell, I, I can tell if you've been hanging out with CNN. MSNBC. 60 minutes, take it down to one. It's real easy to tell because I, I, out of your heart, you, you, you're, you're, whatever's in there is going to come out. We, we don't have to be there when you plant the garden to know, to know what you planted. All we got to do is come to your house two or three months later and we know what you were doing on that Saturday because the seed, you, you, there's no way on this earth that you're ever going to plant cucumbers again. And, and the, you know, I say, I'm just tired of being cucumbers. Let's switch over and be a watermelon. They can't do that. Only a watermelon can do that. Amen. A watermelon can't say, I'm tired of being big and fat. I want to be a plum. <laughs> can't do that. So you are Christ's seed and you've been planted. Now you're growing up. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So from, just let me give you, let me give you hell's, hell's, just a small little window of what hell thinks. Hell thinks this is hell. <laughs> Because time is being compressed. And the book of Amos said, the time's coming now where the harvest is coming so fast that when a man puts in a seed, the guy who's going to harvest is right over his shoulder and he's getting the harvest as soon as the seed goes in. Why? Because God's running out of time. This lease on this earth has gone about 6,000 years, about over, and God says, okay, Adam's lease, he sold us out. Satan has it. He said, it's about over, and I'm fixed to take this earth back. When he takes it back, it'll be all together different. All together different. Amen. And during that thousand years, when we're ruling and reigning on the earth, there won't be a demon on the earth anywhere. Not a demon. What's that you talked about, Pastor Osteen? The, the witch that switched. There won't be any witches on brooms. Won't be any of that kind of stuff. Huh? You won't need the prayer of agreement because everybody's going to agree. You won't need to bring people up to speed. Other than the people who live through the tribulation, we'll have to get them born again. We'll have to teach them the word of God. They'll have a choice to make. And I don't want to go back in the end times, but it's just amazing when you go back and you, and you read that period. A thousand years, they're going to be here. These are people who survived the millennium. And so they never got, you know, they're, they're not saved you got children born of those people during the millennium. And so we'll be preaching to them the gospel. Amen. They'll have a natural body you won't. So you'll still have those people who, who can, they'll be married and all this kind of stuff. And they'll have children. But they'll have to hear the gospel and we'll be preaching to all those people. And they'll have, they'll have to make a choice for, for Christ or not for Christ. And so they'll, they'll go with us once a year to meet Jesus. Now, how much is different is that for you? 
See, you never met Jesus. You heard about him. And you said, I, I believe it. You wasn't like Thomas that said, I got to see it to believe it. No, he says, blessed is those who just hear it and believe it. And during the millennium, those who are lost will be going with us to Jerusalem and we'll be saying, we'll be telling the whole story while we was on earth and, and we were reading from, you know, we'll be showing them a Bible that says, we believe in this book. And did you know there'll be a reward for you? That's so amazing that God is going to reward you every day for eternity just because you believe that book. Amen. The scripture says that there'll be people on the earth that will actually see him go with us to Jerusalem and say, I don't want nothing to do with him. And they'll die and go to hell. They'll actually see him. I said, we'll say, no, that, that's him. That's, that, that's who we're talking about. That's Jesus right there. And they'll say, I don't want nothing to do with it. And then they'll be lost and then they'll go to hell. They'll, they'll die during a thousand years. They'll be death during a thousand years, but it won't be you. No, <clears throat> no believer will die. Have you ever thought about that? Every one of y'all going to live, for, I mean, we're eternal beings, but just think about it. You're going to be back on this earth and you're going to be here for a thousand years. And you're not even going to be old. <laughs> we won't know no cream, no joint cream, no get up, you know, something to help me get up and help me put, put me to sleep. <laughs> Swallow pill to make my highs go low and my lows high. <laughs> Hallelujah. <clears throat> well, you know, if you can be demonized, you can be Jesusized. <clears throat> if you can get a devil, <clears throat> you might as well get a, a big old gulp of the Holy Ghost. Why don't y'all just get a double dose? A triple dose. <clears throat> you ought to get pickled and preserved. The Bible said be preserved blameless. Hallelujah. I'm getting off in my message. I'm trying to preach around the kingdom. But I'm just telling you, you can't live this, this life naturally and make it. As a believer, you can't. Because when you become a believer in Christ, did you believe the word? You're going to attract all heaven's help and all, and all hell's enemies. You're, in other words, you're going to, you're, you're going to attract the, the enemies of hell. So you, so you need to go into this thing, not with your eyes closed, but wide open. Amen. And you need to stay full. Amen. Huh? You know, on the day of Pentecost, Luke 24, uh, we won't go there, but before Jesus, after he ascended, but before or after he was raised from the dead, we talked about he met with the disciples many times, appeared to him, and talked about the kingdom. But he gave, he gave them a commandment to go to Jerusalem and wait for the promise of the Father. Now, what's the promise of the Father? Well, it's the Holy Ghost. Well, you just go over a few pages in Acts chapter 1, and here they are. There's 120 of them in the upper room, including the mother of Jesus. Hmm? Now, there's mainline denominations who pray to, to Mother Mary, but you understand she is the mother of Jesus. You do understand that she was in the upper room. She believed in the cause of her son. Amen. And so the Bible says they were waiting for the promise of the father. And Acts chapter two said on, on the day of the feast, the Holy Ghost came and sat upon each one of them as cloven tongues of fire. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they began to speak with other tongues as the spirit of God gave them utterance. Amen. Fire came on them and they began to speak in native tongues that they didn't understand. But in, in, in the feast that they were in, people from all tribes were there and they were speaking their language and, and it was amazing. It was so amazing that people, uh, Peter had to interpret to the people that was hearing them what was going on. You need that now. Amen. 
If you can go to every every time you come together, you know, and, and, and we just have a psychology lesson. Nothing needs to be interpreted. God loves you. He sees your pain. Let me read you some for Reader's Digest. I read this book and a good recipe. For, <laughs> yeah, really. Now, you, you, you need the Holy Ghost. Amen. And you need to stay filled with the Holy Ghost. Yes. Are, you, are you ashamed of the Holy Ghost? No. Are you ashamed of the power of the Holy Ghost? No. Are you ashamed of the language of the Holy Ghost that He gave you? I mean, He, he gave that to you so him, you and He could talk and the stupid one will leave you alone because He don't know what y'all talking about. <laughs> He's sitting there like, going to another one got over there and now they're, what are they saying? <laughs> And you'll be like, Shokalama And he's like, What is Shokalama I mean, he says, Something's fixing to happen, and I don't even know to go to the north, south, the east, or where. I, don't, I, I don't even know what to attack. That's right. Amen. <laughs> but if you just tell, you know, all you do is just talking live, like, Lord, you got to help me. My, my wife this, my husband that, and I got the embargo, and I got to catch him. I get along, and, and if, you know, if it stays on, I'm just going to give up. Well, the devil knows everything, dude, because out, out of the abundance of your heart, if this happens one more time, I'm through. The devil says, one more time, just one more time. <laughs> he, he's roaming as a lion, looking at whom he can devour, right? Well, it's really easy for them to find him because they just keep on. I can't take more of this. I can't. I can't. I, I've had this up to right here. He says, well, if he's had it to here, give him a double dose of weeks and we'll get and we'll knock him out. So I'm talking about if you fail like you're failing, you're losing ground. You're holding on to the rope on, on the end of the rope. You ever, you ever felt like that? Be honest. Jerusalem said you ought to tie a rope. You ought to tie a knot in the end of the rope and just hang on. And just swing again. Amen. Mark Hagen said you, you ought to take that rope and swing over. <laughs> How they swing? The spirit of faith. The spirit of faith. They swing out on a rope over hell and spit in the devil's eye. Spirit of faith. Yeah. We'll have you hang on on the, and swing over a. We don't even know what he said. <laughs> and spit in the devil's eye. Spit in the devil's eye. Spit in the devil's eye. Amen. I mean, I'm talking about you, you feel like you're down. I mean, you're drowning. I mean, you're, you, you're dog paddling just to make it. It looks like everything you prayed about is going the other way. It's not working. And with your last breath, you ought to say, I'm winning. I'm winning. Huh? Then he has no answer for that. You remember Peter got on the water? <laughs> He took his eyes off Jesus and began to drown. Now, Jesus didn't step on his head and say, stupid. <laughs> Dummy. Drown and he, he didn't drown him. He helped him. Peter didn't have any long discourse. He didn't say, uh, Lord, I, I feel like I'm losing. Uh, the, the gravity thing is, uh, is overcoming me and I'm, uh, we're out here. I mean, Peter just began to drown. He only had time for one word. Help! <laughs> Jesus over shake his head, come here, boy. <laughs> and then him and Jesus walked back to the boat. Yeah. I wouldn't put down Peter, for, you know, for, for not going through the entire walk. If, if you don't think there's nothing to it, draw your bathtub dry when you get to the house. <laughs> Hallelujah. So he walked into the supernatural. See, 
It's time for a supernatural. Yes. Paul said, when I come to you in Corinthians, he said, my, my, my words weren't with enticing words of man's wisdom, but I come with you with a demonstration of the Holy Ghost and power that your faith won't be in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. I'm talking about you, a demonstration and a manifestation ready to, uh, ready to explode so that there'll have to be an explanation of the manifestation. Hell's nervous today. I'm telling you, hell's nervous. This November 3rd thing, it's got them biting their fingers now. They don't, they don't even have fingers. They bit their fingernails off and now all they got is nub down to right there. Hmm? Glory to God. So we're winning. Amen. We're winning. Well, we probably said enough. Praise God. Let's see if there's anything that you got to have that you can't do without for the week. So we're called to expand the kingdom. We're in here this morning. Just as Christ did when he lived on the earth. We're going to do just like he did. Just like he did. He was the express image of God. So when you go, if you're, if you're reading in the Gospels, you ought to read it from three viewpoints. When, you, when you're reading where Jesus ministered to someone or healed someone, there's, there's at least three things going on. Three groups of people. Like the woman that was healed with issue of blood. She, the Bible says she had suffered all, spent all that she had, but she heard of Jesus. And she said, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I'll be healed. Amen. So here's Jesus coming down the street. She's not supposed to be out there with a the blood disease. She could have actually been stoned to death for being out there under the law. And you got this throng of people, you know, coming around Jesus, touching him all over the place. And all of a sudden this woman somehow gets just to the hem of his garment. She said, if I could just, if I, I ain't got to really touch him. She says, I say, I say, I, I say, 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 you have what you want. You have what you want. You have what you say. You say, I don't believe in that word business. You will. Oh, you will. God believes in it. The earth you stand on is because he said something. Death and life is in the power of your tongue. Not your pastor's tongue, your tongue. I mean, I'm saying good things about you all the time, but if you, but if you, if you keep pulling the foundation out from under me while I'm trying to build something on you, huh? I'm trying to add a third floor to your house and some, and, and some people are digging the foundation now. Stop it. Amen. <laughs> I mean, you think about Jesus walking across the water, how intimidating that was to those. They were terrified. Of course they were. They saw Jesus coming across there and thought it was a ghost, a ghost. I mean, I don't know what I, you know, I, what I thought. I don't know if it was Casper the friendly ghost or I don't, I don't, I don't know. But they thought he was a ghost. And, and Jesus said, hey, it's me. You know, I just thought I'd come see y'all. I'm walking across the water. <laughs> the thing that y'all are terrified about. <laughs> a feared and a scared. <laughs> Jesus is walking on what is terrifying you. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Wow. Amen. The thing that you're terrified of, that storm, Amen. he's just walking on top Amen. of it, just like it's asphalt. Amen. He said, I made the dirt. I made the sand. He said, I made the oceans. He said, if I want the ocean to be a floor, I'll just walk on the floor. He knew who he was. Amen. Did you know who you are? Yes. Hell's nervous, did I tell y'all? Yeah. Amen. Amen. <laughs> 
Y'all come up any Wednesday when we start praying. <laughs> Praise the Lord. There might be so much fire when we get through praying for the president, his, his hair may turn purple. <laughs> oh, no, I don't care. Give him something else to talk about. <laughs> Hallelujah. We'll pray. God will put him in place and the, the trumpet will blow. And if we're, if we're still here, you know, four years after that, then the vice president, Pence will come and we'll have recompense. God's got a sense of humor. He blows the trumpet and then gives you recompense. <laughs> Vice President Pence, it'll be recompense. That, that, that's, what the, that's what the prophets are saying. Amen. One prophet, I won't mention her name, but she said the Lord showed her. She showed her every election, never missed one before, whether it be a Democrat or Republican. She said, if we're here, the Lord says, I'm giving, I'm giving you 24 years of godliness in, in, in Washington for you to go do the work that has to be done before I come. Now, you still got to go vote. You can't say, well, it's slam dunk. I'm going to stay at the house. No, you, you can't win that way, right? Amen. I mean, you could starve in a grocery store, but you got to eat something. So let's finish right here. So we're called to expand the kingdom, just like Jesus did. So the church is not the kingdom. Say it with me. The church is not the kingdom, but rather the agency to which the church is extended. So we can't be church minded. We've got to be kingdom minded. We are the agency through which the kingdom gets expanded every day. Hallelujah. So you, you need to get up every day and think, I'm a, I'm a king or in a priest. I have words to declare over people. Hmm? People's hurt you, people's upset you, people's list, whatever. See, you, you're not going to win your lost child, brother or sister, or someone close to you by repeating what they keep doing. Now, I know that can be difficult, especially when they're real close to you. Sometimes you have trouble because, not because of anything you did, but it's who you're connected to. And you didn't pick what's family that you're in, right? But sometimes your problem is because of who you are and who you're connected with. Joshua and Caleb would have been in the promised land if they didn't have those two million people, those, those complainers. But because they did, Moses never went in, but Joshua went in but he, because he had to stay with his assignment. Joshua was ready 40 years before that. He said, well, it's true. There's giants over there. We saw them. It's true. They're, they're a lot bigger than us. It's true. It's, it's a massive army. Naturally, it doesn't look good. He said, but look, if God be for us, who can be against us? But they didn't believe the leadership. They brought back the fruit. They said, well, it, the fruit's just like God said. He says, look at the grapes. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I, got, I got a guy... On the front end, the back end, you know, trying to hold up the grapevine. I mean, grapes look like watermelons, I guess. That'd be pretty cool. Couldn't see going to Publix and say, I just need one grape. <laughs> <laughs> Eating it will be my pleasure. <laughs> so they said the fruit was just like it. 
but God must not have factored in the tall people over there. We can't go there because the people are tall. Well, what about the Red Sea? Well, we don't know, but these people are really, they're like tall. <laughs> so they came back and they didn't enter in. I mean, think about it. You, you've already saw 10 plagues. All those in Egypt, you know, they, they got locusts in their bed. My wife, would, she, I don't know I don't, what happened. If she woke up with any kind of thing crawling like that. She thought every time there was a roach or a lizard, we had to move or put the, or put the place up for sale. How many of y'all don't like roaches? God made him for a reason. He knew you need something to hate. No, <laughs> but they had all these 10 plagues and they walked right through the Red Sea. I mean, what, what was that like? Just walking and looking at the water on the side and that walk. And, and, and God used a super blow dryer to, to dry the ground so they could bring their oxen in their cars. They get all the cross there. Then God feeds them every day. F food falls out of the heavens. Wouldn't that be cool? Ladies, if you didn't ever have to go to the grocery store, you just went outside and said, you said hamburger steak, mashed potatoes, you want gravy? Great. Mac and cheese. What kind of vegetable y'all want? Some black eyed peas and lima beans. And come on, somebody, and some chicken and dumplings and some fat back and some and some. How about some uh, cornbread and a lot of butter all over it? And I'll take some cherry and blueberry pie and it's almost Thanksgiving. Let's have some pecan pie. Okay, hit. <laughs> and and water flowed out of a rock. Y have y'all ever saw that? <laughs> I've never seen water come out of rocks enough to feed and bathe people all those years. And then they get to promised land and they see all the fruit and they say, we can't do this. They're tall. <laughs> and Paul said in Corinthians, he said, now y'all ought to learn something from them and don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Do not do that. So we're the kingdom of God and, the, and you're expanding the kingdom. So don't be silent. Don't be silent. God needs your voice. He needs you to activate. So, so quit saying that about your son or your daughter or your husband or your wife. I, you say, well, they're acting like a knothead. Well, <clears throat> is that what you want? No. You say, well, you, you call them this, you call them that. They say, well, they're not there. Well, they'll never, you call things that be not as though they were. Yes. Use your faith. It's the, it's, it's, the, it's the ones that's close to you. Like I say, you didn't do it. Joshua didn't do it. Caleb didn't do it, but it's who he's assigned to. I mean, if you're in a foxhole and, and the guy drops the hand grenade, it, that could go wrong in a hurry. Yep. Not because you did it, but just because you're using a hole with them. Right. So you begin to declare and decree exactly. over that person. Amen. My mother told me I was going to pastor church since I was like, no, no. She said, you're, you're going to be in the ministry. And I, I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not. I mean, I said, tell that to my brother or something. I mean, I'm not going to be, I'm, I'm not doing that. I'm just, where do you get stuff like that, mama? She said, well, I've been praying for you all your life. And she says, at 16, Lord, 16, he says, double up on it because he's squirming. 
He's trying to go the other way. And I did. I did. I went as far as I could the other way. And she says, you can do all that you want to. You can, you can do all these things. She said, but I'm telling you, at the end result, this is what God's going to do. I said, Mommy, it'll never happen. She said, I said, I don't want to disappoint you, but I'm not going to be in the ministry. I'm a Christian. I'm going to go to God. I'll, 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 be, I'll, be, I'll be a good Christian. But I'm not going to be in the ministry. She says, okay. <laughs> then about 30 years old, this strong desire came in me and I couldn't shake it. I couldn't shake it. I tried to shake it. So I told the Lord, I guess I'm going to get a little bit more involved. He said, well, go to Ramah. I was like, I could just take the you know, course at home. He says, no, you go. And I thought, well, I'm going to be a Christian businessman who's going to know about, more about the Bible than I thought I was going to know. He, I went all the way through Raymond just thinking I was going to be a Christian businessman. I was going to come back. And <laughs> the eighth name that God has, Jehovah, is Jehovah Trickster. And he tricked me for two years. And, what, and then when I began to come back, a strong desire came in me just to, just to teach people. And I said, well, I was telling people that were alive last week, I said, <clears throat> Pastor Webb said, I want you to start a Bible study. Y'all don't come up here tomorrow on Sunday and Wednesday to do a Bible study. I said, I don't really think I want to do that. He said, I'm not asking you. I said, you don't remember now, do you? I said, no, I remember it really well. <laughs> he, <laughs> I remember it really well. He said, I'm not. Uh, he says, yeah, just uh, start with your family, whoever you got, and start a Bible study. And I said, I, I, don't, I don't really want to do that. And he looked at me. He said, I'm not asking you. I told you, start it. And he told me, he said, I said that. I said, oh, yeah. And uh, he says, so you started it? And I said, yeah, I did that for about six months or three or four months. And I was teaching the Bible study. And all of a sudden, they said, I said, this won't be a Bible study next week. Next week, this is, this is going to start a church. And then I dismissed. Michelle didn't say nothing all the way home. And then she, she says, well, uh, don't you think we should have discussed that? I said, discussed what? She says, that we're going to start a church. I said, who's, who's starting a church? <laughs> she said, you said we were. I said, I ain't starting a church. She said, you just told the people this is no longer a Bible study. Next Sunday will be church and we'll have a name for it. I said, well, you need to get your hearing checked, woman. I mean, there's, there's, I, mean I ain't starting no church. So she called a few people. There wasn't no texting back then. No social media, thank God. And so uh, they said, you sure did. I asked some of my kids. They said, Dad, we, why, why are you starting a church? I said, oh, my God, I'm starting a church. <laughs> and I asked my mom, I said, did I say that? She says, yeah, but I've been knowing that for 20 years. She said, you just finding out today. <laughs> said, Thanks, Mom. Thanks, Mom. Praise God. Greatest thing that ever happened to me. I bless you in Jesus' name. Y'all raise your hand. Let me just bless you. Father, for those here, those watching, I bless them in the name of Jesus from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. I thank you, Lord, that you have crowned them with glory and with honor in the mighty name of Jesus. You said before we started that you're here, so you're still here now. 
everyone that's here this morning, you have an ailment in your body. You have pain in your body. You have sickness in your body. You have something that you might can just take medication to help you with it. I'm going to use a stronger medicine right now. And the medicine is this. By his stripes, you are healed. So I declare that you're healed right now. The healing power of God flows into your body right now, where, wherever there's pain. I address that pain in Jesus' name. I rebuke arthritis in the name of Jesus. It has to go. I, I command migraine headaches to go in the name of Jesus. I command everything in the intestines and your stomach will begin to line up in Jesus' name. Your stomach's healed. I command inflammation to, to, to leave your body in Jesus' name. I command new life in every joint of your body in Jesus' name. I command your knees to be strong in Jesus' name. I declare those bones and that cartilage is growing at a fast pace in Jesus' name. I speak to every artery of your body that if there's any plaque, it will dissolve and be gone in Jesus' name. Someone right now is being healed uh, uh, in your eyes in Jesus' name. I don't know if it's cataracts or whatever it is, but it's, it's, it's kind of been blurry in Jesus' name. For those of you who may not have cataracts, but you just want better vision in Jesus' name, I declare, Father God, your eyes shall see and they shall be normal. You are strong. You'll be as, you'll be as Moses was at, at 120. Said his, his, his natural eyes, uh, his natural forces was not abated, nor was his eyes dim in Jesus' name. I speak strength to someone right now. You're, you're, you have weakness in the, in the legs. In the name of Jesus, I declare you're strong and your feet is like that of a hind's deer and, and you shall leap and you shall run. I declare in Jesus' name that your youth is renewed like the eagle in the name of Jesus. I declare every spine in here to be healed in Jesus' name. Uh, I declare every disc in your body to be restored and the cervical and the lumbar and the thoracic in the name of Jesus. Uh, and those of you who have problems with the sciatic nerve in Jesus name, I command those those joints to come right back, right back, right back in line in the name of Jesus. Every nerve, every nerve to be at peace. You have over you have over 12 trillion nerves in your body and they all respond to this word in Jesus name, in the name of Jesus. That's the most powerful thing in the name of Jesus. I want to get Jesus back in the church. He's the head of this church. We need to quit preaching philosophy and get back to the name of Jesus and the blood of Jesus Christ. So you're blessed. When you came out, you're blessed coming in and going out. In Jesus' name, God bless you.